Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. My name is Cracker, and I have Chewy with me. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. The, the best host has joined us again. I appreciate oh, that. thank you. Yeah. yeah the, the, the best co-host is here with me. And, mate, uh, big episode. Episode 90. Stop it. Wow. 90. Can you believe we've been doing this for 90 episodes? Uh, no, no. And so, I guess only 10 weeks to a, uh, yeah, a bit of a milestone for us. We get to raise the bat. So, yeah, uh, maybe we should do something special for that. We, we probably should. Yeah. Um, we'll have to think about that one. You know, we've, we've done a couple of, you know, beans, lookbacks already and you know, the 12 month mark and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, maybe we'll have to um, try and come up with something new. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, do some uh, brainstorming or maybe we should consider. Can't. I got do. banned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. A nice little uh, portent there. Oh, well done. Well done. I did like. Thank you. I did like ponder how I would introduce that for a little while but yeah it's uh yeah oh my goodness oh what well, are we, we doing are, oh. we could just do a whole uh, episode 100 just puns the whole way through I'm it, it's, in. It's, absolutely it's just magic it's just five minutes more puns than we normally do in an episode but you know yeah yeah that's it people appreciate it uh, I think so so just the just the two of us this week uh Stu is busy recovering from getting the Pfizer jab uh, and Shorty had a couple of other things to take care of. So that's all right. Capable hands here. We are well able to talk about a bunch of magic cards for a long period of time. Absolutely. The less people on here, the more time I get to talk. I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. But before we get right into that, speaking of magic cards, where is the best place that people can buy them? There is only one answer to that one possible answer, and that is Josh and Pat C. Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction group. They have nightly auction with premium auctions on the list. Just, oh, just, I love just scrolling through on the weekends. It's so good. Uh, They're so pretty. They are so nice. And I've got a delivery coming, which is good. So yeah, they have a full-time auctioneer, which means that their packaging, their communication is second to none. And you can get some great bargains. Just the sheer volume of cards means that uh, pick up some value. And when you do win, just tell mm-hmm. them that the bean sent you. That's right. We appreciate it. Josh and Pat do a lot for us. They help sponsor all of our events, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. The league and the, the you know, the Beans tournament series, which is well underway this year. Uh, and, you know, they, it's just great. We, we're really happy that they're a part of our show. Absolutely. Part of the Beans family now, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I do the appropriate thing and, and lose to Pat every time I play him. Not voluntarily at all. He straight crushes me he's, he's just actually good at magic good at cardboard yeah absolutely <laughs> he is yeah he, yeah. yeah he slings it both ways he'll sell it to you and then if you want to play a game good luck exactly excellent all right so so we've got a few things to cover off this week a few news items a couple of surprise things that came through and then yeah a couple of the more recent things that we we had happen a few events that we we want to get across but let's start off with a little bit of sad news. Historic Horizons has been postponed. Yeah, we pumped it up on last week's episode. Oh, I was so pumped. I was ready for it, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. And, you know, like the, the jumpstart thing, you know, you were all teed up to, to mm-hmm. stream some of that. And we were brewing decks. I was interested in Historic again. And and then, no, you got to wait another, was it three weeks? Yeah, so, something like that. So I think it's the 24th of August now that it's coming out. Yeah. Look, it's complicated admittedly they're they're introducing a bunch of new cards into arena for the first time and i would rather that they delayed it and got it right than introduce stuff that just doesn't work properly that's that's a way more frustrating experience absolutely yeah absolutely and as someone who 
fully understands, you know, release cycles of applic- delivering development. So I get it. And absolutely, the the best course of action, if it's not ready, is to not not go live with it. So we get that. But, you know, we've got to wait a little bit longer for Historic Horizons. Luckily, the, the league weekend for the MPL uh, didn't have this legal anyway uh, for mm-hmm. the timing of that. So that is fortuitous. Uh, and we just have to wait a little bit longer. So, you know, it's that's a bit frustrating because nobody's really wanting to play uh, Historic because they know there's oh. a big sh- shake-up coming. <laughs> Nobody um, wants to play Standard because everyone's sick of Standard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, they did acknowledge that in a way, uh, which is pretty cool. And they're, you know, going, okay, maybe we'll get some more players into Historic because we've got this sweet new set coming. We don't want players to have to burn too many wild cards, even though cards. Uh, so what we can do is maybe draft some of the historic sets, right? So there's a over the next three weeks while we wait for Historic Horizons, we've got an Amonkhet, Kaladesh, and a Coria draft week, basically for each of those mm-hmm. sets. And the first entry into each of those events is on Wizards. How good's that? I, I'm legitimately surprised, and I think this is an awesome move. Um, well done, Wizards. They, these are good sets. The first two, Amonkhet and Kaladesh, are the remastered ones. So they, they released them They're a little while ago now, actually. Probably more than 12 months ago, I'd say, for the Amonkhet one. And probably similar sort of time frame for Kaladesh. I mean, honestly, the last couple of years are so blurry, I've got no idea. They could have been four months ago. They could have been two years ago. I, I well, don't know. A combination of uh, lockdown and just sheer volume of <laughs> releases Correct. in in the magic <laughs> yeah. world, uh, it is very hard to keep track of. It's, I'm flat out remembering what day it is, let alone when new sets came out. So it's it's pod day, mate. It's pod day. <laughs> and I only know that because of Reese and Dark Ashy uh, in the Discord reminding me. So keep it up. Mm-hmm you bean sprouts uh <laughs> so thank you but uh yeah so amoncat remastered and kaladesh remastered uh we talked mm-hmm. about those when they were announced but it's not the full block uh like it was back then so they basically have tailored a, a draft format but there's also a spicy constructed cards in there that you can pick up for historic absolutely amazing and it's free so you you know it doesn't yeah, it's just value, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, for sure. You know, you can just pick up a bunch of cards and if you happen to get some wins, you can, you know, get some gems out of it and all the rest of it as well. So Look, you're guaranteed three rares. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so for so for the for the price of a little bit of your time, you're guaranteed at least three rares that, you know, may be good. Pro tip for Amonkhet, uh, blocking is for suckers. It, it's it's a super aggressive format with cycling and a bunch of payoffs and uh for memory red black is really good um and and quite aggressively leading. yeah what's that dragon that exerts glory bringer yeah glory bringer like just open glory bringer yeah yeah uh, do that yeah, that's a that's a very good magic can pack. confirm that he's a good way to win limited matches absolutely you had that in your team sealed at the gp right you had glory we did bringer? yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah very good uh and then kaladesh uh you know we can all remember that you know energy's a mechanic again but yep. uh you know there's uh the artifact themes i i really like in in kaladesh and the unlike the Icoria? yeah no i was gonna say with the the kaladesh ones they because it's the remastered set they don't have the uh draft warping pieces in those boosters yes, so correct. you're not gonna die to a sort of feast of famine <laughs> in a limited match <laughs> so that's good and 
Yeah, so and that's a that's a fun format. Uh, I did draft that a little bit when they released that, and yeah, Acoria, Lara Behemoths. Uh, you know, we those cards are in standard, but we'll be rotating very shortly, so it's a chance to uh, you know pick up any of the triomes you're missing or uh, just draft a, a sweet set like the um, uh, mutate mechanic. Uh, was mm-hmm. pretty good and you didn't have to have a dedicated mutate deck there's just good creatures that have that ability and uh very fun set i did enjoy it set yeah it was so, really good actually yeah and yeah the, the mutate stuff was was kind of just free the value was pretty good on those so yeah definitely worth you know dipping your toes into even if you're only just going to do one each because i mean like we said it's just free who doesn't like free magic cards yeah exactly right so it's just just great and it's a a, a really good, you know, acknowledgement of, 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 yeah, from Wizards on, you know, they, they missed a date and they're holding themselves accountable and they're, they're throwing us something that is, you know, not insignificant, you know, three free drafts. And do you know what? This is a great, great op for people. And, you know, I, I love Limited. I am an advocate for, for playing Limited and firmly believe that being good at magic, uh, you have to be good at limited to be a, a, a well-rounded good magic player. It'll make you better at building decks, etc., etc. We've got whole evergreen episodes on this, but some people are, you know, put off by the investment and not really not and all the rest of it. This is free. Get in, try it. This is three free swings. So, you know, it's not only is it three rares and, you know, whatever else you might pick up and, and maybe win some games along the way, but three opportunities to to learn and that's going to make you a better magic player in the long run so and if you want help just post in the limited channel in the discord and say hey i want to draft Amonket, but i've never done it before stream it into discord and i promise you'll have a bunch of people just jump in Absolutely. and draft with you, you and help or if you, or you can draft the deck and, and post a picture of it and, and get ideas on cuts we've seen a bunch of that this week where people are just like oh i don't know what i need to do and you get a lot of really good feedback so yeah yeah the community is great lit. Com- it's so good. it's amazing yeah. it's it's so good uh, all right yeah so get on free drafts love it and then when we get historic horizons jumpstart i will stream it because i'm still very keen to do that we'll just have to wait a few more weeks but that's okay we can wait. So the next thing we've got here is the ESL ANZ Champs. The first event happened last weekend. So did you get a chance to play in that one, mate? Or was no, family matters? No, it was a, uh, a bit of a fan bam day uh, on mm-hmm. Saturday. And we've got a, a little bit of a, not the virus, but a virus uh, running through the place. So uh, mm-hmm. the idea of asking my you know, less than fully healthy, uh, better half to look after three less than fully healthy kids and to keep them quiet while I just played magic just didn't seem like a, a fair thing to do. So I missed out. But I did pay close attention to our Discord throughout the day. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a bunch of beans played in that event. There was, I think there was about 150 players registered, 127 made it to round one. And yeah, it was uh, it was great. There was a bit of drama. There was a few close calls for people who were in contention throughout the day. Uh, a couple of people from our community streamed it for you know the whole event as well. Even though even if they were no longer in top eight contention, they were still streaming to their respective twitches and things. So you know that was uh, really good to see as well. Some good exposure for some uh, some high level magic here in a. And yeah, New, and New so, Zealand. Sorry, uh, and sorry, Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi friends. And, you were there too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Correct. We we love New Zealanders. We really do. We do. A, a married one. 
Um, <laughs> you have to say that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not here. She doesn't listen, so, you know. Yeah. But no, no, we it, love it'll the come back sometime. We love the kids. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Absolutely. We're good value. So, yeah, look, uh, it's it sounded like the... Look, it's the first time that ESL has run a magic tournament, right? So, they are a large, prominent esports organization in Australia and New Zealand. We talked about that a little while ago when, when this was all announced. And we were very excited about what the potential for this is. And... They had teething problems. There's, there's kind of no other way of putting it, right? There were definitely challenges that they encountered, like every esports organization we've seen that's tried to run a magic event who isn't familiar with how magic events go. Exactly. So it is it is a complicated thing, particularly when you start messing around with open deck lists and, and the ways to get those out to people. And, you know, like it's, it is not like a, a fighting tournament where you just say, uh, it's you versus you and, and here you go. There's kind of a lot more moving parts to it. So they got through it. it uh, I think the first few rounds were a bit loose and then they kind of got their feet under them, under them a bit by the end of it and, and sorted it all out, which is really good to see. Yeah, they'll and have a lot like, of takeaways from this, I think. They really yeah. will. Yeah. They really will. Uh, so I know the Wandering Bard did a bunch of commentary and you know he's active in our Discord and, and was asking for feedback and, and got some really good constructive points to take back to them. And, and hopefully he can, you know, just share some of that knowledge because we all come from the place where, you know, we've said this a bunch of times, we want these to succeed. We want Absolutely. these to be amazing because that's just good. It's good for everybody, right? So why not have, you know, a really well-run free tournament that you can enter, you know, on a regular basis. So congratulations to the professor, James, uh, who finished in the top eight with a 7-1, which is an awesome effort. Yep. James has been in and around our leagues, uh, made the finals of our last league as well. So sure did. Uh, having a Good good run. Let's go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Roland Royce, apparently that dude can magic as well. Made top 32. Yeah, very good. 5-3, I Benny. think they finished. Yep. Yep. And and Benny R finished in, in the points as well. Yeah, so, Benny R was on the bubble for a little while mm. as well. They were kind of riding that wave and uh, unfortunately took a loss late. And um, Sprat uh, from our Discord, a uh, bit of a lurker in our Discord. Be great to see a bit more of you, Sprat. But was in in contention early, but unfortunately ran into ran into some stiff competition towards the end. Mm. So we've got a bit of a we've actually got a meta meta game breakdown, which is I mean we love these things, right? Like, isn't that one of the best parts about pro stats. tours and, and GPs? Stats, stats. love it. We're, we're we're all just stat nerds, so unsurprisingly Winota just chilling on top absolutely so how many Winota decks did we have 23 and the next most represented decks was tied for rogues and salt ultimatum 15 so that's a significant portion games there there was a an other field which made up like 50 decks but uh you know people playing their brews but as i guess to be expected most represented decks Winota rogues ultimatum gruel and some then monocolored decks but mm-hmm. the the disparity between winota and the next two is uh a bit of a surprise but the deck is kind of the hotness at the moment is it though? i mean winota is such a stupid card <laughs> like it's just it is doing something inherently unfair and i think that the naya builds these days are just really good you know with eska's chariot and you know just uh you know the the selfless savior to protect it and you know there's just a bunch of early interaction you know uh spellbinder is it elite spellbinder yeah pv i, I think PV. i think it's the deck that uses that card the best you know yeah, it, I, it, I would agree yeah it shows up J, in, J mud would disagree but J mud's deck i think 
even though it was mono white, probably still falls into the other. It's a bit of a J Mud special, yes. and it is very good. He made Mythic with it. I'm, I'm yes. not saying that J Mud's decks no, not no. very good. It's probably better than J Mud is, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a. I, I don't think it. You know, because Winota is like that hammer, that that big haymaker, and it clears yep. the way, right? It clears the way on on three, Winota on four, mm-hmm. and, and away you go. Or it clears the answer to an odor, which means that you get that extra swing, you know, that you get that extra is really good. What is filthy about the Naya build is playing Winota and then using it to crew the chariot and then yep. getting an attack in with, yep. you know, the the wolves. The or cat tokens the cats, yeah. and and the chariot and then making another cat and yeah, it, <laughs> it just um it yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have lost that to that in the league recently. Yeah, yeah, no. I, <laughs> look, yeah, yeah. If it, it just, yeah, it's got a really good toolbox these days, and it's not as all in as some of the previous builds of Winota have been. I mean, the kind of the early days of Winota were very all in, but it's got a really good fair game. And then, yeah, it'll just all of a sudden, you know, drop Winota and attack with a bunch of things and get triggers and Kenrith, and then they, he's throwing around plus one plus one counters and trample, and you're all dead. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's- and, and the the double striking. Blade Historian. That's the one. Yeah. So, Just to, to really finish things off. So I I got a little bit, if I can't beat them, join them, because I just kept mm. losing to it on ladder and in our leagues, and and I don't know. So you're playing Rogues? Uh, no, 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 Winota. Winota. <laughs> oh, okay. And, like, sometimes you go, like, Sentinel into Innkeeper into uh, Winota on three and Bash, and then, like, they're just... And you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like, magic's fun. Uh, it feels like you just stormed off, right? And mm-hmm. but I tell you what, I lost a lot. Like I like we we talk about Winota being just busted, and and a lot of people complain about it and, and such. But I think you know if you've got people like um like Skips or Tom D from our our Discord that have played a lot of Winota over the journeys. Like since Winota's been in standard, they've they've been playing it, and I think now that a lot of people are playing it they will be rewarded for their experience with the deck or with the archetype because, uh, you know, you have those games where it's like, oops, I won. But, you know, sometimes you don't draw an odor. Sometimes, you know, your opponent has good cards against you and all the rest of it, and you've really got to work for it. And if you can't execute plan A, like the deck's kind of anemic. And, you know, the chariot helps that and and, you know, the speed that you can get off of the the mana acceleration and things like that, but it's it's still not as good of a beatdown as like a Naya uh, Adventures or a Gruul Aggro or or a Red White just you know Warriors beatdown right. It's not as not as focused. So uh, there's a skill I think in being able to eke out those wins when you can't. So don't just think you can pick up the deck and just crush. Like there there is play. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. And and knowing when to press advantages and hold back and, and kind of play for Winota as the big top deck finish, you know, like saving a bunch of, you know, cat tokens and things like that to try and just, you know, get that big turn that wins or know when you have to push and, and all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's definitely a lot to it. It's it's not a just a I, I win the game button. But I mean Winota with a couple of triggers is usually pretty close to I win or, you know, close enough to the next turn is gonna be. So look, definitely Super powerful. Not surprised to see it. I am surprised that Rogues is this high, uh, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, it's... Like, it, I, I had played it a bunch, and it, it really feels like it's just dropped off. 
in terms of being able to keep up with, like with Winona, if you don't have a counter or like a removal spell ready to go, you just you're buried immediately. So I'm I'm a little surprised that that's so heavily represented, but I guess people were playing what they have. Uh, and and worth noting in this, we had a bunch of people who who were in the event talking about in the the Discord for ESL um, that there are a lot of people saying, "How do you challenge people? I've never used this before." So there were a lot of newer players in the event as well which they is probably, amazing that's which is brilliant so yeah good. that's that's not a disparaging comment at all please don't take it that way like we are pumped that that's the case yeah and we want our game to grow this... right yeah absolutely. absolutely and and that like that is for us it's one of the things that may, well for for me at least I'm, I'm interested to get your take on this as well but the organization of that is esl and the size and and the the reach that they have with other games they would have been beating the drum on you know we, we're going to do this magic thing and there'll mm-hmm. be people that are like oh I, I played magic five years ago 10 years ago in high school or that there will be people out there that never played before and it's like oh this arena thing it's free why not i'll give it a go and then they can jump into this event and it's that it's awesome so you know, some of them will go, not nah, not for me, but there'll be people that go, this game's amazing and, you know, they're bringing more people to the game and it's brilliant. More people in our area, uh, you know, our region that uh, they're going to like it and, you know, maybe we can see them in our leagues. Who knows? So it's great. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there was another large event that happened in terms of significance, which was the Challenger Gauntlet. We did talk about this one last week, and mm. it, it, it happened. <laughs> it did. Yeah, uh, and we have a, we have some results, and we have deck lists. So it's all very interesting. Uh, it's a, yeah. It, anything that jumps out to you, having a, a look at these, and and you know who did well. Uh, looking at the deck lists uh, again, there's a bit of an odor. Uh, what I found though is the just the prevalence of gruel adventures was a little bit of a surprise uh, at. You know, maybe it's got a good matchup against Winoda. I'm not sure, but so we've got uh, so Anaya Adventures from Sam Party. We know that guy can magic. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five of the top twelve decks are Gruel Adventures. So you know the the usual suspects in you know Lovestruck Beast, Edgel Innkeeper, Bone Crusher Giant with uh, Goldspan Dragon at the top end with uh, uh, Jasper Sentinel to sort of help things along a little bit especially in combination with magda uh is a a really really uh powerful mana engine and uh you know throw in a, a chariot and you know ember cleave at the top end it's uh a very very uh powerful deck and and we've seen um you know gruel be you know pretty consistent uh across the uh across the meta and I think uh, Jaspira Sentinel and Magda post rotation is just a really good place to start. You know, if you you know when your innkeepers and your Bone Crusher Giants are no longer available, just have a look at the uh, the the red and the green cards and what goes well with with Magda and the and the Sentinel. And you know, maybe the first iteration of the decks are like Zorn and a toolbox of dragons. And you can, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, sure, you can just go and get Tiamat or something. I, I don't know, but uh, it's or or maybe it just yeah, you know, a more sort of uh, aggressive deck with a that cheats on mana. Uh, yeah, slight tangent there. Sorry, but yeah, no, no, it's I, right. I, I, it's a 
as evidenced here, uh, it's a it's a powerful synergy. And you know, wrap that up with the cards that have been you know the best cards in standard for a really long time in the adventures package. And I'm not surprised to see it put up results, especially when you you know slap an ember cleave on on the top of it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Goldspan Dragon and Magda are just like best mates right yeah they uh in, they get along in every possible well. way yeah and the, the fact that goldspan is, is a relatively new card and, and so is magda uh and broken into this super powered format says a lot for those cards absolutely and, and a lot for their longevity as well absolutely and then the uh the green um creature land lair of the hydra being able to you know, use all of your treasures that you're able to create and just make, you know, a giant threat out of your lands uh, is absolutely, you know, phenomenal. It means you've always got something to do with the with the mana. So just don't let the auto tapper get you. Oh, Because it will, it, <laughs> it will absolutely tap your Hydra for that extra bit of mana. And uh, yeah, that's that's not what you're looking for. It yeah. doesn't, you don't want it tapped. Absolutely. When, when you want to attack with it. Anyway. Um, what jumps out at you? What are you feeling from that? Well, should we should well, we read it, out what they all are? Actually, I think we, I didn't quite. Yeah, get sure. There. So, uh, we Sam Party. Uh, so I'll just read through the through the list. We got Naya Adventures, Is It Control, Gruel Adventures, Naya Winoda, Gruel Adventures, Gruel Adventures, Saltite Ultimatum, Naya Adventures, Gruel Adventures, Gruel Adventures, Naya Adventures, Demir Rogues. Yeah, there's a lot of adventures going on there. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, Interestingly, so only one Winota deck, uh, only one Rogues deck, uh, and one uh, one Ultimatum. Yep, and the rest is just and, adventures. And the rest are just adventures. So, <laughs> do uh, you please rotate. Do you like do you like white <laughs> with your green and red cards? <laughs> yeah, that's your deck building consideration right there. Pre- pretty much, and that was for what Elite Spellbinder it looks like and Giant Killer with the the pickups here in Sam Party's list. And look, congratulations to Sam Party. Um, he is now qualified all the way through to the MPL for the next however long it is until it disappears. Um, so you know he yep. did really well. Showdown so, of the Skulls also uh, in Sam's right. Yeah, yes, so that that is. Uh, and look, if you're expecting a magic lesson here, sorry, tangent number go for forty seven for this episode from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a mid-range creature battle going on, you're playing a mirror, going bigger, being that turn slower, but going bigger is often a, a path to victory. Showdown of that. So everything that I've yeah. just described, but you draw extra cards and make your team bigger, whew, it's a good way to win. Yeah, you do not want to be the smaller mid-range deck. Nope. That is an awful place to be. Nope. Exactly right. And if somebody says, hey, do you want to draw more cards in your opponent and have bigger creatures? Like, I'm in. Like when you break it down like that, that that's that makes it pretty simple, right? It's a it's a no brainer. Sure does. Yeah, and uh, the Gigantha as the uh, companion randomly. I mean, it's just not? just a just, free roll. It's just free, yeah, absolutely. It's just a five five sitting in your, you know. Yeah, whenever you need it. Command zone. I mean, not command zone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I do know it's not that guy. Yeah, just yeah, just like in case it. you're wondering. All right, so look, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, again, you know, this format's kind of been done to death i think uh, there's no real surprises here except perhaps the the percentages but as far as the lists go they, they're all pretty well settled now i think you could say yeah absolutely it's funny though you know you, sam party's now in the final season of the uh the mpl mm-hmm. of all of the other challenges here 
like a few of them are, are names I know, but there's there's a lot that I don't. And you know, come on, wizards, be better at promoting your people. <laughs> Gosh, like I I know we know Arnie from uh, a Mythic Invitational. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gavin Thompson, Logan Nettles has been around for a long time. That, but, but yeah, there's a lot of players here that you know aren't you know exactly household names. So you know, congratulations to them for you know doing well and and getting to this stage and having a crack at the MPL. You're obviously very good, but uh, I think Wizards has let them down a little bit. There's been no sort of star building, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know if the MPL has failed, I think. You know, and we've mentioned this, it's to look at why it failed, and I think that's a significant part of it. Yeah, definitely. The the other, um, I suppose, real highlight for these guys is the four of them have made worlds. So, Sam Party, Niori Yuki Mori, Ani Hoshenbeth, and Kiyusi Saito uh, have all qualified to the Magic World Championships. Which is which huge. Uh, instant 50 grand in the pocket, right? Yeah, yeah, just an appearance for just fee. just just turning up. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's that's a massive massive deal to them. So, you know, like that's that's the problem. <laughs> it's the, it's like here's this huge event that people are qualifying for worlds for and and like we don't even know about it. Yeah, it was or, or not particularly very well marketed. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's not get into that because there's <laughs> there's there's something else we can talk about instead. There's KCI? Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the note here says that um, Etron is the best deck in modern. I figured you wanted to talk about that instead this week. Uh, well, shout out Mason Edis. Yes. Is in our Discord and uh, the founder of Team Exodus Panda and uh, has a has an active Discord and, and a stream and, a, yeah, definite friend of the cast, uh, decided to play some spell table modern uh, for Friday Night Magic. So if you're listening to this before Friday night, jump over to our Discord and there's a, a link to the spell table to sign up in the modern channel. And uh, so yeah, jump in, play some paper modern. So it'll be, you know, spell table webcam setup. And yes, Etron is <laughs> the only modern deck I own. So that's what I'll be playing. Uh so you know, bring your blood moons, bring it. And I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna be uh gonna be strange having to like shuffle. But uh Yeah. Shout out Mason that's actually, for organising. It's good. Yeah, well, well done. That's all. That's awesome. Uh, that, that's actually not the topic. We, the, we've we've talked about this before. The only reason that I come on the cast is that there's a ban announcement or there's a new set, and there's been no ban, so that must mean there's a new set. There is a new set. What do we got? Innistrad. <laughs> we're back to Innistrad. We are. Hunt. So this is the third time I think we've gone back to Innistrad. Third and fourth. Third and this fourth. This will be. Yeah. Yeah. The this next is, two sets. Yeah. This is. More akin to the block type format it's, that we're. It's weird yeah. the way they're doing this. Anyway, yeah. So there's new cards. This one is the, the yeah. There is there is new cards. This one's going to be coming out in October. This is the Halloween set. They tend to like to do in Estrada. I think it's actually the ten year anniversary from the initial wow. Estrada release. So, yeah, we, we were reminiscing earlier about old sets and and how long it's been. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's kind of why they've done this as a. You know, a bit of a... Innistrad is a, a very highly regarded set for a lot of people. It was really at one of the peak points in, in a lot of people's playing, and original Innistrad is considered to be one of the best draft sets ever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you can't argue with that. And it's a... Uh, and they, they did really well with the the Shadows over Innistrad as well. It was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We, we saw some really powerful cards. 
the standard out of that was a bit uh, with all of the humans, but uh, it balanced itself out eventually. All, all of the Eldrazi. Uh, and, and the Eldrazi, yeah. Well, the <laughs> the the original one just kind of broke modern. But, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. but the the Bant humans deck uh, out of the uh, the last iteration of uh, Innistrad was a bit... Uh, a bit too OP, and we see a lot of those cards get played in the humans deck in modern, you know, Thalia and her lieutenant mm-hmm. and, and such. But you know, this this time around, we've got yeah, like like you said, Halloween is definitely the timing and and things. But we've got I don't know, like six or eight cards or something spoiled so far, and I'm I'm excited. We've got some got some cards that are very good. We've got some cards that are strict upgrades. And um, we've got some cards that are pretty cute and harken back to some of the sort of fan favorites from previous sets and even cards that just are a nice little nod back to the uh, previous cards, but in a slightly different color. So there's obviously, you know, there's been some goings on on the Innistrad plane uh, and and things have been shifted uh, to borrow a time spiral term as well. So you- yeah, well, we might as well just read through them all because you know, like you said, there's like seven or something like that. Uh, and I guess from a law perspective, it'll be on how the plane of Innistrad recovers post the Eldrazi having been there. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed that there won't be any Eldrazi theme this time, which I think will make a lot of people happy. They'll just get back to the vampire and zombies and all those other creepy horror themes that more werewolves for those people that are happy with the, you know, the, green green three three in the mono green deck at the moment and they're just itching for that critical mass to be able to make a werewolf commander deck so <laughs> maybe maybe you'll get a good werewolf commander this time yeah that's it good good luck <laughs> so let, let's let's start off ren and seven so this is a, a new version of the planeswalker ren and six absolutely uh, just a, a level up uh, just to level up, yeah. Uh, this one is three green green for a legendary planeswalker, Ren. Starts with five loyalty and it has four abilities. So, you know, it's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, plus one, reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Zero, put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. Ooh. What? <laughs> Minus three, create a green tree folk creature with reach, and this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. And minus eight, return all permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. You get an emblem with you have no maximum hand size. Thoughts? I love it. It's it's very, very good. <clears throat> this The only thing about this card that worries me is it might not have a home, and we don't know post-rotation whether a deck to support this will exist. But if there is a deck, this will bring that deck and right up to, you know... There's powerful. there's guaranteed to be some Simic ramp thing that this just fits into, right? Yeah, yeah. We've- you just with, with all your, your modal lands and all that sort of stuff, you just get to play 30 lands now in standard decks and, and not get punished for it. So it seems likely that there'll be a shelf for this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's a, you know... It draws cards, it accelerates your mana, it makes threats. Uh, it's everything you want in a uh, in a five-mana Planeswalker. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, it passes the test of it comes into play and it can protect itself. So if you've got, yep. you know, Cultivate's rotating out, but, you know, you could easily, you know, make a 5-5, five five, right? So this comes down as a Planeswalker, minus three, 
here's my five five that's gonna grow. So its fail case is it's a five mana five, right? So yep. mm-hmm. uh, that's just gonna get bigger o- over the course of the game. So it's correct because it's not it's not Ren and Seven's ability. It is the ability of the creature that to keep it growing. So yeah. even if Ren dies immediately, it doesn't matter. You play into the land, and hey, it's a six six. Yeah, next turn, so. yeah, absolutely. So that's the floor. The ceiling on this card mm-hmm. is. Huge. I mean, it's it, yeah, game, yeah. game winning because, you know, that's what Planeswalkers well, do. If you've got a five-minute Planeswalker that doesn't have the ability to win the game, you know, why are you playing it? But uh, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. It's a bit sad, but you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I think it's really powerful. This is one of those cards that uh, I think once we start playing with it, we will reload. Like, we think this is a good card now. Uh, I think when we actually see this on the battlefield and, and the effects that it has, we'll get a new appreciation. I think this is better than I think it is, and I still think it's a good card. So Yeah, Planeswalkers are super hard to evaluate because they do so many different things, and you just, like, the next card, like Champion of the Perished, right? It's a zombie. It's got whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Champion of the Perished. Guess what? If there's a zombie deck, it goes in and it's real good. Absolutely. So this is <laughs> that's that's a super straightforward card. Whereas Ren and Seven is like ah, there's like thirty different applications. Good luck. Exactly. And Champion of the Perished, Champion of the Parish. You know, I, yes, I exactly. like it. It's a nice. It's, it's got nod. It, if you look at the art on it too, it's the same guy. He's got the hat and stuff like that, so yeah. it's definitely the same same guy. Yeah. So so it's it's very cool. Yeah, I I like that, and you know, it makes you want to do a scryfall search for you know how many zombies are in standard currently and uh, what we can do to, you know, uh, bolster that up. We've got changelings and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be some zombies out of this as well. So, you know, a black based aggressive deck. Uh, this is, this is a very, very good one drop uh, for, it, for it, standard. It, so it'll actually be pretty good in historic too, I think. Yeah. Cause there's all the um, Armand Kett zombies. Absolutely. And, yep. And like that was a really powerful um, strategy in that standard. I mean, historic is probably too fast for this, but it, it's, it'll be uh, worth it. What a, what a pro tour, into. right? It did. Yeah. In the hands of Cherry Thompson. Yeah. Like I can cardboard as well. Um, yeah. There's a, an upgrade to shock in play with yep. fire. Uh, that mm-hmm. is one red for an instant play with fire deals two damage to any target. If a player is dealt damage this way, scry one. So that's, uh, I think it's just a good mode to put on a shock. You know, the majority of the time shock is going to take out a a creature, but, you know, if it gives you that agency in your red deck that, you know, often is at the mercy of the top of its deck when we don't Mm -hmm. have, you know, broken four mana enchantments to let us draw a bunch of cards, but it's a a nice thing. It's like, okay, I really need this answer. I'll, I'll shock you and I'll... I'll look one one deeper. So I think that's uh, it's just, a, just a better card than Shock. And, you know, we're losing Bonecrusher Giant and, and things. So if there is a red-based aggressive deck, it will probably be looking at Shock. Now it gets play with fire. I think that's... Yeah, I, that's I love it. And particularly, like I've been playing a bunch of Is It Tempo? And you end up in those, you know, like end of your opponent turn where you've got some mana floating around. You're like, oh, I don't really want to just Shock face because it doesn't do a lot no you know like you, you're generally trying to use it as a removal spell uh but the the value of scry one definitely makes it a much more interesting consideration so absolutely and pre- still the majority of the time it'll hit a creature absolutely, absolutely. but when you but then it's just it is shock so yeah. great yeah i like it um what do you think of a triska decophile 
<laughs> I like that it says yep. you've got no maximum hand size and it's a wizard. Yeah, I like that too. So I like it says pay for draw a card. Yeah. So it's a 1-3 for 1 and a blue. It says you have no maximum hand size. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. Uh, so this is, you know, hearkening back to Triskaidekaphobia and there's the Tree of Perdition yep. as well, which was the Deals 13 or whatever it was. Yep. So this so, is a harken back to that. Um, it's a 1-3-13, three, you know. Yep. Yeah, uh, very it's, cute. It's a, yeah, it's a flavor thing. It's, uh, you know, it is kind of cool. It It's not super good, though. Uh, maybe there's some combo deck that we don't know about yet, but... You know, I think this is just a cute card that, you know, people liked Triskaidekaphobia. Mm-hmm. Tree of Perdition was popular uh, and they, they're cashing in on that and that's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were talking about strict upgrades. We, we have another one here. Infernal Grasp. One in a black, instant, destroy target creature, you lose two life. Best so, Doom Blade ever. Yep. The end. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. so this this harkens back to the, the original one was Terra, right? Yep. Terra, Terra was first, and it was destroy target non black creature, non black non artifact creature. Right. Yep. And then Doomblade was target non black creature. Yep. And then we've got and- things like um, Heartless Act, um, mm-hmm. and then which has got. Con- it, there's been a number of they're, they're always conditional. conditional right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I I will pay two life to destroy target creature. Every day of the week. Absolutely. This is every day. This card is multiple times. So good. So <laughs> so good. And you know, I, it reminds me of Thoughtseize with the you know the two life clause, the unconditionality of sure. it, and the, yep. with the two life. And I'm old enough to remember when you know spoiler season rolled around for Lawen and Thoughtseize came about. Everyone was like, "Oh, this is so much better than Duress." And other people were like, no way, that two life, it's no, you know, it's going to be rubbish against aggressive decks. And it's like, well, if you take a lightning bolt, you're up a life, it's, yeah, you know? Correct, correct. And it, so that creature that you are hitting unconditionally that you may not have been able to hit with your conditional removal spell, it's just dead. Mm-hmm. And it's going to save you. D- did you not can kill a 6-6? Six, six yeah. For the cost of two mana and two life. It's insane. <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 super good and uncommon, which is nice. Yeah, and this will see play in older formats, hundred percent in historic, and just might be good enough for control strategies. In uh, I could see this being played at in that format as well. So maybe not as a four of, but I can see this definitely being mm-hmm. at least a a sideboard option uh, at the absolute very least. But yeah, this is something that's going to. Show up. I will first pick this in draft more than it's absolute. Oh, I certainly hope I get to. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I, w- I want to say my my personal pick for last. So, so there's there's a couple more cards. So join the dance. Green, white. Here it is. My favorite color combination. Sorcery. <laughs> Create two or one one white human creature tokens with flashback. Three green, white. So you may cast this card from your graveyard with a flashback cost, then exile it. Yeah. This is a fine two drop in limited. Uh, you know, yep. to, having it spread across two bodies, it can be a bit prohibitive with the mana cost in that format. But mm-hmm. if there is a token strategy supported in the draft, it's going to be very, very good. Uh, I like that flashback is a mechanic that Me is too. being printed. So I'm, I'm excited to see 
you know, whether we get some spicy reprints, perhaps, or mm. we get some some new cards of flashback. I th- I really like that mechanic. It gives you some um, some good sort of agency, and you know, you often see the you know the cards. You see a decent playable card, uh, and then you tack flashback on it. It's generally expensive, but you know you're getting to cast that card again, so it's just card advantage. So it's great. I hope a green-white tokens deck is viable in standard. I enjoy that strategy. Conclave Mentor is rotating out, but yeah. What do you, what do you think of this? What what's what are your thoughts? I I I'm down. I'm it, I'm I'm in. If if the deck is there, it's great in that deck. Yeah. Right. Like it, it is just uh, it's one of those things that it's really easy to undervalue in terms of it being two one ones. You go well, it's green and a white, so the mana cost is a bit rough for you know two power and toughness. It doesn't seem that good, particularly when we're talking about, you know, the werewolf that's green, green for a 3-3 yeah. with upside. Yeah. Right. But the fact that it's across two bodies and, you know, we 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 will we have seen in the past, you know, green, white token strategies and those kinds of things where it's just about these kind of incremental values and all of a sudden you just take over the board. And, you know, I it seems very likely that they have built that in, given this is a very specific that. It doesn't just fit into your average Nyer Adventures shell. Yeah. It's not a replacement for an Edgewell Innkeeper or something like that, right? So. No. So this is, you know, when we talk about limited sets uh, and, and we talk about, you know, encouraging people to try drafting, there is in just about every single Magic set what we refer to as signpost uncommons that are gold cards that, you know, you open them in a pack and you read it and you're like, okay, this is a good indication of a thing I should be doing in this format, something that's supported. And something that is, you know, built into the to the design of this set that you know you should be doing in in, the, in a limited sense at the very least. And some of those things are good enough to make constructed. So a a green white thing that makes tokens and flashes back, then uh, I expect to see some token payoffs and potentially, and I don't know how good they'll be, but potentially a, a flashback payoff. You know, if, whenever you you know flashback a card, X happens, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a signpost. This tells me that, you know, we're going to see uh, a token strategy supported for limited. And I hope, fingers crossed, I hope it's good enough to uh, to break into standard because it's a cool archetype. We've got Felidar Retreat and mm-hmm. and things like that already in standard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited by that. Watch this space. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's something else you wanted to talk about. I do. This one is called Consider. It is, unsurprisingly, a blue cantrip because I loves me some blue cantrips. Single blue mana for an instant. It says, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard. Draw a card. So it's opt, except instead of putting the card on the bottom of your library, you put it into your graveyard. That, I mean, I'm just in. That Goodbye, opt. It is, yeah, it, it's it's better than opt. And opt gets played whenever in it's... In modern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And... Look, if we think about this in the modern context where we've got Delirium, you know, with the, uh-huh. the you know, we've already got the blue-red uh, deck with, you know, Ragavan and the other guy that... Dragon Rage Channel. That's the one. Thank you. Um, this just, that deck just got better. I mean, what about Bin Chickens? Yeah, absolutely. Like, instant speed, end of your turn, you know, mill my Bin Chicken, draw a card. Or just, you know, like, yeah, no, th- this this thing is great. I'm, I'm very excited. Now, we, we did have some conversation in, in the Discord about why didn't they keyword this surveil? 
And I did some research, Chewy. Oh, what? I, I, I know. I know. First time uh, for everything, lunch. I guess. Yeah, okay. uh, it was a five-minute video by Gavin Verhey, who works for All Wizards of the Coast, yep. and he does videos called Good Morning Magic. And obviously, there are a lot of people asking the very same question, because surveil, the keyword from the Guilds of Ravnica set, mm-hmm. was exactly this yeah, wording, it's- right? It would say, surveil one, and surveil one meant, look at the top card of your library, you may put that card into your graveyard, draw a card. That was literally what it was. And so, you know, you could surveil two or three or whatever it was. There were different cards. So the reason why it's been done this way is in the Guilds of Ravnica set, there was no scry. There just there were no keyworded scry at all. They didn't want to confuse the two mechanics because they are quite close to each other in terms of um, usage on the types of cards you would see. So there's no opt in, there will be no opt in this set. You just know that because there is consider. Yep. And if we have a look at play with fire, scry one. So oh. they have done it this way so that you don't have another... It's not an evergreen keyword, which I understand because they don't do that for a lot of things. I love the keyword. I think it's really good. I think it, it's very neat. Yep. But they, So that's some of the reasoning. They, they didn't want to um, reintroduce it because it's going to be on a couple of cards in here from what he's saying. It's definitely going to be, you know, like they could have keyworded it, but there wasn't enough support and they've already got Scry in place. So that's why... It's not keyword. I get it. Uh, I also get the other side of it, but uh, with that explanation, yep. sure. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not upset by it. You know. No, no, neither am I. There'll be magic players and, and- out there frothing at the mouth at it because that's what they do, and they would do that if it was surveil. Sure. They just want something that's, to complain about. But that, that's fine. And look, I get that point of view because, like, then you've got more tools for your demir spy bug or or whatever it is like you know like things that are keyworded off the mechanics avail don't work off this because it doesn't use that keyword yep so there's like disinformation campaign right which would return to your hand when you surveil the card yeah but you know that's that's not a thing and that's fine De- like it's devil's not standard advocate. anymore either devil's advocate mm-hmm. though this may be what that Deck needed to make it playable in historic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, absolutely, no, definitely, I, I, and I completely agree with that. Yeah. So I know you've done a really good job of, of talking about other decks that aren't just putting your gristle brand from the top of your library into yeah. your graveyard as well. By the way, Thank I just you. want to call that out. That's I some, appreciate that. That's some good constraint. I, I like it. Re- but, restraint, uh, not constraint. Restraint. Yeah, yeah. it's. <sighs> It's a fun card, and look, it's it's one of those things, if you are newer to Magic, and look, I really remember being newer to Magic and thinking, if it's in my graveyard, then it's just gone, and that's just a downside. That's not and the that's, case in modern Magic. It is just, it is actually so far from the truth. And obviously, like, I have a huge affiliation with, uh, and a love with playing things out of my graveyard. Like, I, I just enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a second library, guys. Like, <laughs> just, it's it's not gone. It's a resource. I mean, so... So take Join the Dance, for example. Perhaps we've got a Bant tokens deck where you go, consider end step. I'm going to sub- I'm going to look at the top card of my library. It's Join the Dance. I don't want to draw that. I'm going to put it into my graveyard. Bam, flashback card. Just chilling there, ready to go. Absolutely. Like you, you and then really you get want to draw to, the really lands that you land needed to hit. Or something. Exactly. You get- and you don't want to put it on the bottom because it's as good as gone then. There's, it's kind of this misnomer that, oh, I can shuffle it back in and maybe I'll draw that card I want because I've got, you know, Fable Passage or whatever. There, there will be lots of ways of not necessarily abusing it, but just utilizing your graveyard as another tool. And that's always been a really strong um, 
theme throughout the Innistrad sets. And you'll see things like Graftdigger's Cage. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like that come back into here as well as, as the counterplay to that. So look, it will be a very usable card in this standard format. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see play in Historic and Modern also. Definitely. So it's uh, an exciting card uh, for, for those reasons. And it's a common, so it'll get played in pauper too. So it's yes, it will. Yeah, I, I I'm excited by this set. I, I I feel like it's different enough, and I think we're all really excited for rotation for all of the reasons we've mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, as far as our little entree of previews so far, the uh, you know I I'm definitely excited to see what's for the main course. One thing I'm not super excited about is the full art lamp, uh, which are all grayscale. So mm-hmm. it the art looks great on all of them. Like they're a little bit like uh, Sleepy Hollow style where they're a little yep. bit almost like dark cartoon style. Uh, they're very, very cool. Uh looks like something out of like an original, you know, the actual like Brothers Grimm sort of fairy tale stuff. But... The only thing that sort of denotes them as, you know, uh, something that generates that coloured mana is a thin border around the text and the card itself. My fear with these cards is I'm going to make mistakes because I don't realise what colours my opponents have available. And it's just an extra thing I need to check. So I think they're cool. They look great. And, you know, Swamp is purple, sure. But it's a... I don't know. I, this is going to lead to some awkward situation. So it's a bit of a shame. I, I love them. They look great. But playing with them, I think, is going to be a bit of a... Just an extra thing you have to check. And magic's already complicated. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think they'll actually look better in person. And it might be easier to see when they're, you know, on arena or whatever. They tend to stack them in colors and things. So, look, yeah. it, Yes, I. but I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just one more thing that you have to keep track of. And honestly... Maybe I'm old and this is just an old man yelling at clouds moment. I don't sure. know. But one thing I'm very interested in, and you said uh, you know, how they may look in person, physical mm. cards. What is a foil grayscale? I'm interested in that. I can't wait to get yeah, my hands I, on one and have a look. Yeah, for sure. Um, If you haven't seen them, we, we didn't actually say they are full art again. Which the is a, definitely previewed. an Innistrad thing as well. Innistrad Zendikar, if they don't have full art lands, we're sad. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, they're different. They are different. And they've been exploring the full art land space for some time. And, you know, we saw the ones with Theros and they were, you know, beautiful and full color. These are kind of the opposite of that. So if you're trying to imagine them in your mind, like they are the opposite of the, of the, uh, the Theros Beyond Death ones. So, yeah, well, yep. you know, just look them up. And no, I'm not putting them in the show notes. Get lost. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, no, I haven't mentioned that once because, you know, I, I know you're a good host. That. So, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we did have, we, we just got one more thing to touch on. And, and we might have to come back to your other topic another time because you and I have done what we said we do and talked for a, a long time about a bunch of magic cards. It was always going to happen. D&D League. We are in the final day by the time you listen to this, of the group stage for our league. So we've actually got some results. Oh, really? Which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. I know that group shorty's top four is all locked up. So congratulations to those players. We've got K-pop fanboy up at six, Jedi's Walker. And shorty actually finished in fourth. 
Nice. Which means that he uh, he passes that down to Benny R, who finished in fifth place. But because Shorty isn't eligible to play, he uh, yeah we we it goes down to the to the fifth place video, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, congratulations, Benny R. Uh, that is very very good. Uh, I think the fourth spot for Group Chewy is still up. So double check says match at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Plunksy and Aragoth are uh, are battling. No, I think we're locked as well. There you go. No, if I if I refresh, uh, I'm currently sitting in fifth, um, trying to get a beans point. But yeah, it looks like we've got Skips J on ten and one. If you don't mind, uh, J Mud uh, must be playing that mono white deck that's really good uh, at nine and two, and we've got uh, Aragoth at nine and three, Plunksy at eight four. So look, just looking at uh, then it's me at seven four, Aluka at seven five. So I don't think anybody can them out but do get your matches played because uh every match that you play this week does put to the draw to win a collector's boost like so josh and pat's mtg bazaar so yeah that is that is great how's the other i believe that group cracker is locked we've still got a few matches to play um not a lot but i've like the discord's been pinging in my ears while we've been (laughs) casting while people are setting up matches but uh tom d the av cable is definitely locked in at 10 and 2 yep uh and then we've got hemsey and I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a Lab Monkey and Pat, World War Me, uh, filling out third and fourth. I don't think anyone can jump them now. Uh, no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we're locked at that point. Yeah, yep. which is, um, yep, absolutely. So, so congratulations. really, really tightly stacked group here. We've got four, five, six, all at the same record yeah, at eight and five and breakers, just uh, yeah. tiebreakers and things. So. Yep. Tough beats to M. Harrison Arcturus, and uh, let's just not talk about my record because I didn't have a great league. <laughs> uh, well, you're you're not getting the wooden spoon like uh, another certain other bean in Group D, so you know hold your hold your head up high there. Uh, yep. In in groups to uh, Squid Place, uh, so we had a couple of people had to pull out uh, sort of midway through the league, so they had slightly less matches to play, but that's the just the nature of the four-week round robin. Uh, Squid Place, uh, 10 and 1. Pijor, the you know ever-present Pijor at 9 and 2. The Professor, uh, fresh off his top eight of the uh, ESL event on the weekend, in at third at 8 and 3 with the Sweet Man on the same record. And then we've got the last unknown at 5 and 5. So I am we're locked at pretty that sure they're locked. Yeah, yep. So that's... Uh, that's, I think that's almost everyone. Yeah. That is it, yeah, right? That's, so, that's all the groups. Yeah. So still play your matches because get into the um, get into the draw to win a collector's booster. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can say uh, that that is our our top 12. And so well done to everybody. The, the groups are the biggest that they've ever been. Uh, we were just sort of on the cusp of having a fifth group. But yeah, it just meant that we had to play extra rounds this time around uh so well done to everybody for getting through those maybe lockdown yeah absolutely helped, I don't know. but uh, yeah no no for sure you know like 12 or 13 matches or whatever most people are playing is it's a lot is a lot right and you know well done a lot of you know really good chats in in my group and in the other ones as well yeah good banter and, uh, really good love love to see it so it will be as of friday night i believe usually about 10 or 11 o'clock the the new stages go up for the double elimination because we've got a top 16 and then that will feed into the top eight, which will play out and we will commentate and cast. 
the, the top eight. So yeah. looking forward to that. That's usually another couple of weeks away yet, I think, sort of later towards the end. Yeah, and fingers crossed we can do that in person because it is logistically a lot easier. Um, and, you know, we, we made... We may do uh, in the last one, but uh, yep. with uh, with Infect Rules and, and Shorty coming to my place because Shorty had a tree go down in his street and didn't have any internet. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, fingers crossed we could all get together and, and make it a, you know, a big shindig. I have got a, you know, giant Magic Beans banner that I want to use for our background. I haven't had the opportunity yet. So, you know, it's a, uh, let's all get together and get Polly Waffle pressing the buttons and uh, make it happen. So I'm really looking forward to that. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of hype and a lot of enjoyment that comes out of our our leagues, uh, the league finals coverage. It's great. Definitely, uh, really looking for. It's always a good day. We got a tw- right, Twitter so giveaway. We do have a Twitter giveaway. So it's a, it's a whole box of magic cards, but like not just any box though. Like it's a Modern Horizons two box. It's just huge, phenomenal. It's like high end stuff, right? And all you've got to do is jump over to our Twitter at Magic Beanscast. Yep. That's the one. And what do you need to do? You need to like, follow, retweet, and I think you need to follow us on Twitch as well for memory. Yeah. To be eligible. Which is all good because then you can watch our coverage of the, the finals. Exactly. And we give, do giveaways in the chat as well. So it's just value. Like we're just giving you stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just get on it. It's it's great. And uh, that's going to end fairly shortly as Correct. well. Correct. So. The 16th. Yeah. So we've got... By the time the cast goes up, you've probably got three days left. It'll be on Monday night. We'll do the draw. And it's open to the whole world. So regardless of where you are, don't feel like it's only an Australian thing, even though I did try and convince Shorty that he could just deliver it to my place. Actually, he's further than 5Ks away now, so it's a bit uh, I can post it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I was trying to save him on postage costs. Oh, yeah, fair, fair. Just, like, figure out, like, if there's 5Ks, if there's, like, a park. You know, <laughs> uh, and, and, some, correct. You can wear, yeah, like, the, a the trench Venn coat. The diagram that you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that's... Um, get on that, because that's that's amazing, and that's uh, from the great folk at Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. That's just some of the love and support that they show us. And speaking of Josh and Pat's, uh, hmm. they've got... I think we might have mentioned it on the cast last week, but they're awesome. New tokens. So if you win an auction uh, from Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, you they have a whole library of, of tokens that you can get now. And one of the prizes from our tournament series is the winner of the Invitational gets to design a, a token. And mm-hmm. Hemsey uh, took it out last year and did a not the threat token for a, you know a little bit of extra banter in your uh, commander game. So you can say, look, guys, I'm definitely not the threat, definitely not comboing off next turn. Uh, so it's a really cool token, but what's just sends it over the top is on the back. It's got our logo. You can get your own beans token. So get on, get onto that. So it's a pretty limited run actually. So if you don't, uh, if you don't, get onto it quick. So you just got to jump onto Josh and Pat's and win some auctions, people, and then ask for that token. There's only a thousand of them or so. So make sure you uh, don't just miss out on easy those. to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so last couple of things here. Um, as we already mentioned, if you can follow us on Twitter, that would be amazing. We're uh, at Magic Beanscast. Same for Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the regular places. Our website is Magic Beanscast. Just Google us. We'll, we'll turn up. Everything else, if you want to support us directly, you can buy some sweet merch. We've got, you know, mugs and playmats and all kinds of fun things that you can get. You can get those directly from our Stream Elements store. There's a link in the show notes for that one. I will put that one in. 
Otherwise, if you want to follow me directly, I am at Joel Hill underscore on Twitter. And Chewy, you are at Chewy MTG. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you listening. And we will speak to you very soon.